while we continue our march towards the fulfillment of the warnings of Fatima, it might be good to go over what the biggest warning in the Fatima message might be, at least for the church in the, and the world, and that is if Russia is not consecrated to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, then she would spread her errors. These famous errors of Russia have captured the imagination of Catholics for over a century, and it has caused some confusion, so today I'm going to go over what the 13 principal errors of Russia are. There's a lot of debate about what this is, and we tend to frame it purely in the political forms taken in Russia that were launching at that time, meaning the rise of the Soviet Union. And for the most part, those errors are political, and the results of the distortion of culture by demonic politics. But in general, these errors are a pervasive distortion of the culture, a manipulation of human beings that alienates them from God and each other by replacing the worship of God with the worship of the state or of the self. So let's have a look at them. First, there is present an atheistic materialism that aims to undermine anything Christian in society. And while other religions are disdained, it is usually Christianity that is the most disdained of all. And in Russia, that was both Orthodoxy and Catholicism. The former manipulated and used by the state for its purposes, and the latter expelled entirely. Second, we have an ideology that is disconnected from truth and reality. This should be pretty obvious to anyone watching, especially given the state of the world today. Truth and reality no longer have any place in our culture. We live in an era of falsehood, manipulation, and the outright rejection of reality. Moreover, reality is not even promoted in the culture by the opinion makers whose job it is to report on reality. That is a pernicious error that has been festering since the early infiltration and subversion of society, beginning in the period of the Bolshevik activity. Third, we have a form of Marxism that is not merely political or economic in nature, but rather emphasized cultural subversion, and directly tied to that is the fourth error, the undermining of social and familial life. This new form of subversion undermines every major aspect of social and family life, especially with the help of new ideologies that promote ideas anathema to the culture and family. Their logical consequence is that they cannot be squared with Christianity. Most notably among these is the rise of Moloch and the what we call around here the James Martin Advocacy. Fifth, a notion of human society and the natural order of things that undermines cooperation between peoples, destabilizes the culture, sets one group against another, and in general frames things in a struggle between these groups. This is a sort of Hegelian dialectic philosophy, which is always tied with what is called dialectic materialism, which claims that strife and ongoing contention in society are necessary in order to bring about higher and unfolding forms of life. Such an approach essentially denies and purportedly transcends the principle or law of non-contradiction. In practice, what this means in plain language is that society is presented as being a place where some groups have power. Others not only do not have power, but lord it over the others. This is a rejection of the natural and obvious hierarchical nature of society and leads to much of what we're seeing in the world today. And of course, it breeds animosity, which is the point. The sixth error is a form of governing communism that is typically called democratic centralism. Think of it as the latter formulation, meaning that things have the appearance of being democratic. That is the illusion. Yet they are all centrally organized and managed in the background. One theorist noted that this can be seen in the church with these synods whose outcome is predetermined. And we can see this in the activities of everyone's favorite philanthropist, George S., who is 
tied to virtually all of the various iterations of the Agents of Chaos. These groups, who are highly organized despite their claims to the contrary, all claim to want to truly democratize society, but would, in reality, impose the kind of tyranny that is the stuff of nightmares. This leads naturally to the seventh error, a disregard for tradition and for the traditional institutions of society, including the church, or if we're talking about this within the church, then of traditional organizational structures, as we're seeing the Roman Curia at this moment being reorganized. This is done because traditional structures are said to be rigid and unjust, which causes real harm and should be reorganized or removed entirely. This is, of course, made possible by that subversion of the culture by the Marxists, who turn the culture against itself. A good example, actually, of this in the church, if you really want to think about this, is the removal of the index and other things that were meant to safeguard the faith. But this is all accomplished through the various mechanisms of the culture itself, in the arts, the sciences, religion, athletics, and any other part of the culture you can name, all become subverted to for the implementation of the reordering of society in line with the ideals of the Bolsheviks. The eighth error is how this is enabled, through the use of a deceitful misuse of language with the intent to manipulate the public. This goes beyond how politicians use falsehood to preserve their power. Imagine a scenario where an organization comes to national and international attention, whose name and slogan are of something that if you oppose it, you sound like a terrible human being. Now imagine if that organization used that name and slogan to implement Marxist ideology and even openly said that they wanted Marxism and opposed the family and religion. This manipulation of language is used to quell opposition, so that anyone who dares to offer a contrary opinion is quickly cast aside. This should sound familiar to people. This leads directly to the ninth error, the use of language to push for the, to the fringes of society opponents of these changes. Here we see all the epithets that you've come to be familiar with, being used as not only insults but labels that have the power to demoralize and control opposition. Try getting a job if you are publicly found to be opposed to the zeitgeist of the day. If you oppose those organizations or movements who have abused the language to make it seem that anyone who opposes them is the greatest evil imaginable, you are a villain and to be treated as a social outcast. Today we see people who have what are determined by the agents of chaos to be the wrong opinions, having their lives ruined for no other reason than being opposed to the subversion of the culture. Another feature is that the culture becomes so corrupted that the imposition of a new system is inevitable. It can be done slowly or quickly. Lately we've seen the attempt at the quick imposition, but in reality the use of the culture as an implement for change is the slow approach meant to change the values and thoughts of the people without their realizing it. This is, by the way, how so many Catholics have been duped by classical liberalism and socialism, both of which are idea systems opposed to the traditional thought of the church, and both of them of the same nature as communism in their willingness to overturn the social order to achieve their goals. This is the tenth error, which uses either the rapid change or slow methodical change of society into the vision of the agents of chaos, this also includes the 11th error, the inclusion of more moderate types of people into the new system. You know the types, those who say that in the face of the collapse of civilization, that their failing principles must be adhered to, when in reality, those principles were opposed to the faith that they profess, and were complicit in the collapse they speak against. These actors become useful to the conversion of society, because they enable acceptance of the new system that is being imposed. 
Now all of this is enabled by a disdain for lawful, God-given authority, especially in religion. This error is possibly the oldest and permeates civilization, going back to the East-West Schism as well as the Reformation. The changes being imposed on society cannot happen if the lawful, God-given authority is respected. This disdain is fostered through the apparatuses of the culture, to the point where we now see among Catholics that they have the right to disagree with the various teachings of the Church and still claim membership in her. This disdain for authority ultimately places the self as the highest form of authority. The thirteenth and last element is fear. The culture becomes permeated with fear. Fear of isolation, fear of reprisal, fear of being targeted for opposing the new ideas, and of course fear for one's life. This is the hallmark of communism, a system so attractive that it must be maintained with a system of overt fear. I could say more, but I don't think it's necessary. Just pay attention to what is going on now in the culture and how it gets worse as 2020 progresses. Again, I could go on and on. I'm sure you could think of other errors as well, but this covers most of them as far as I can tell. What do you think of this? Let me know your thoughts in the comments, and please pray for the church and pray for society that we may shake off the cloud of fear that now permeates everything. We are not meant to live in fear. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.